0: Welcome. This week's guest is someone who is deeply passionate about parenting, mental health and wellness. They grew up with the impression they were a loser, feeling worthless and helpless. The environment they rose from wasn't healthy and they struggled academically. And while resilient, they felt inadequate for a long time. Avi Wolfson was a young adult diagnosed with Bipolar Type 1, previously known as manic depression, and a major depressive disorder, MDD. Anxiety was evident and present within his family, but seldom talked about, nor did he have permission to feel sad or express any feelings beside happiness. In addition, he felt pressured to take on heavily religious activities, but had no interest in them. And this all took a heavy toll, leading him to drink, drugs and music as vices. Arvi joined the US National Guard in high school to absolve himself of this shame. He was proud to serve a country that he loved and protect the society in which we live so freely. But being in the military didn't prevent any of those problems nor did it make them go away and he was back at square one and at rock bottom. Avi has struggled with MDD and bipolar one and has gone through very dark times in a traumatic childhood, and as a young, separated father to a girl, he believes his experience and unique perspective on single parenting would be valuable as he has become a stronger and more resilient person by finding light within his darkness. This is the Strong Single
1: and Human Podcast.
0: Hi Ari, hi. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey Claire, thanks so much for having me. Really honored to be a guest.
0: No, I can't wait to dive into you, who you are and well, like what you've been what you've been doing, how you've been helping people, how you've been like um doing things, becoming like you're a f- father like I've said in the um, in the um, intro, you're a father, you're an entrepreneur, but you also have bipolar type one and MDD, which is major depressive disorder. I just want to make sure I get that all right. Um, Which people would think would be a major impact on your life, but like you're so successful in so many different areas of your life. It's it's impacts your life, but you manage it. So, look, tell us a little bit about your journey um, and how you got to the point of discovering that this was your diagnosis as such.
1: Yeah. Um, so, boy, where do I begin? So, yeah, nice. No, <laughs> that was interesting. That was a lot. Yeah. So, you know, I think it started with my childhood, which, you know, I experienced a fair amount of. Uh, trauma. Um, but the important thing is overcoming that trauma. Um, but going through it was definitely took a toll on me. Um, physic physically, mentally, um, you know, it was it was a very rigorous, like regimented upbringing, very religious. Um, it's something that did not resonate with me. It's something I knew from a very young age, I did not want it any part of and it was something that I had to do. And I had to force a smile on, and wow. I just remember how tough that was and how lonely that felt, and not having a voice or being able to speak up and just feeling trapped. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I want to be able to help other people that have felt that, right, to give them that sense of direction after feeling trapped, right? Um. Which is why one of the uh, projects that I had started was uh, self-publishing books on parenting yes. for yes. that reason. Right. So I took a negative thing and I made it positive, but leading up to that, it's important to understand that too. Right. Because essentially we all have an inner child, right. And that inner child we carry with us, you know, um, when people, when you hear adults say, I hate kids. And I hear that all the time. I'm like, how can you hate kids? You were a kid. We were all kids, right? Yeah, so exactly. Like, you, you cannot, you're saying that you hate yourself. And I think it reflects when I hear that it's not about like kids; it's about they didn't like their childhood, and they don't want to recognize that face, that inner child that's within all of us. That's that voice, and, and the way we we deal with that. There's a great book I read uh, called Soul Blazing um, by yes. Lisa Hesha. And that book is fascinating because she talks about that inner child within all of that exists within all of us. Everybody carries something from their childhood into their adulthood, and the way we cope with that is through various masks, overthinking, a joker, a judge. She identified, you know, seven different of these. I believe it's seven different masks that we use to cope with that pain, right? But the important thing is, it's not that we, the, the, the big takeaway from that book without giving it away is that we don't wanna let those uh, masks sabotage us. We wanna make them our superpower, right? Rather than yeah. sabotage us. So that is kind of my story, right? I had all these things against me and I was like, you know, I was bullied, I had no self esteem. Like, I just felt like a loser. I wasn't good in anything. I always finished last um and it was just like this this is not good like i'm not going to make anything of myself and then as i got older um because i wasn't even allowed to like i was like you know i went to you know my family they didn't believe in mental health right so going there was like again that double-edged sword right i wasn't allowed to speak up all i could do was put a smile on my face and when you're forced to put a smile on a face in an unhappy situation and i'm not saying to that we shouldn't have a good attitude and try to be happy um but i think you get the point uh, it was like a long-term thing where i was quite unhappy and i had to put a smile on my face and when i finally got older and uh became a young adult and i spoke with the therapist he's like and i told her what i had gone through she's like oh you were brainwashed and it was like a huge wow. sigh of relief wow. like like because i for a long time blamed myself like what's wrong with me why do why am i such a bad son why why am i this why am i that and like so bad oh, though it was because i internalized all of it and i had nobody else because there was nobody to talk to i just had me myself and i yeah and i had to cope, cope with that alone and i mean i had friends so i had i had some things you know um but like it was a lot of weight that i was carrying with me it was a really Large weight, and it felt horrible for a long time. But when I finally got diagnosed, and was like, "Oh, you have a bipolar disorder type one. You also have a major depressive disorder." And then I was like, "Okay, now these are not excuses. These are responsibilities." And I, that was very important to understand that because if we get into that place where we just expect the world to just like stop for us and be like, "Oh, okay," I mean, you're, we're nobody can make friends with everybody there are people who are going to reject the idea of me what I stand for and that's okay those people aren't meant to be in my life anyways no. and coming and coming to that realization where vulnerability is is not a weakness it's actually our greatest measurement of courage vulnerability teaches us to persevere it opens our eyes as to whom we should trust those who will listen without judgment and guide us towards the right path yeah. so it's yeah. important we share we share our story with those who have our back, right? So when I finally heard it and understood, and the things that I had been experiencing, like mania, um, feeling really depressed, hopeless.
0: Well, well um, I, was, I was going to say to you, because there's bipolar type 1, isn't there? And there's mm-hmm. bipolar type 2, right? So mm-hmm. uh, can we take a step back? Because I'm not sure yeah. some of the people listening to this would actually understand what yeah. bipolar type 1 is and mm-hmm. then what MDD, which is major depressive disorder, actually are, right? So, yeah. so what is bipolar type one first of all, as so, opposed to I- type 2?
1: Yeah, just to disclose, I'm not a doctor, but in my experience, yeah. having gone through this, I will say, in my experience, uh, obviously there's varying degrees. No two people are identical alike, but there are definitely there's definitely overlaps and common things. So for bipolar type one, for me, that's looked like an intense abundance of energy, hyperactivity, mm-hmm. like extreme energy, and I want to talk about that in a second. Overthinking, like a really like overreactive brain to the point i can't sleep or i can't calm down um hypersexuality like these things like i dealt with inside and that was really really hard because i had nowhere to go and i just sat with this and suppressed it and suppressed it and and eventually that explodes and and that just for me manifested in ugly things bad things in my childhood that um I don't like to talk about what happened and i've overcome uh yeah. drinking drugs you know really bad things for us um so i'm proud to have overcome them but like yeah so the, and then mania right so that energy later on because i didn't know how to for a long time i didn't know what to do with it right and when i got older i realized you know what i can channel this energy into something positive yeah. that's a ch- That's a choice. We can take the energy, we can, we can do something bad, or we can choose to do good. I chose to do good. I'm going to put this into self publishing, I want to be a public speaker, I want to push out a newsletter, a parenting newsletter to help parents give guidance when I felt trapped and alone in dark in the dark. And so it was taking within within these negative things, there's always something positive, we can extract from that. And that's what I learned from that. And then I didn't cover mdd major depressive disorder so what that looked like for me was feeling uh like extreme sadness emptiness mm-hmm. ho- hopelessness uh um, loss of interest in doing things I usually enjoy um so it's
0: that like staying in bed and like not wanting to do- oh, yeah. interact with the world and like this is like uh, yeah hopelessness yeah. completely yeah, yeah yeah
1: like you just you just want to go to sleep and not wake up yeah and wow. and that is not an and that is not a normal feeling like humans. Yeah. It's designed to be a happy life. We're supposed yeah. to be happy. We're supposed to enjoy these things. And these things cannot be helped. And it what part of the reason I speak about this is because there's stigmatism surrounding mental health. Still, it is still there. And people are speaking about it. And I think that that's part of how we combat it, right? Because I have a lot to offer to this world. Oh, but so Exactly. Much, but,
0: and this is one of the reasons I wanted to do, I wanted to bring you on as well to one to talk about and 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 I want you back as well to talk about lots of other gotcha. subjects, but like one one of uh one of the things is like bipolar has such a stigma to it, um, and mental illness, right, has such a stigma to it. And um And you've done so many positive things with this, right? You know, people think bipolar is, oh, you're up one minute and then you're down the next and you're, like, no, unpredictable and all of these things, right? Um, But, like, yes, it can be like that if you don't understand the different situations and scenarios that you're actually going through as you, the person with with the, um, I don't want to call it disorder, diagnosis is what I'm going to call it. Because it's not like, like it's a super like I it's a superpower is what I would say because you've got like that energy that manic energy right that you can feed into things which I don't have so like you know I wish I had it believe you me because uh, at times yeah. I'm so knackered but but like you know at the end of the day um, it is it you've just got a different superpower from other people and you've utilized it for positive
1: and you nailed it claire and right it's all how we perceive things right it was really flattering to me when my um psychologist said to me avi i cannot do what you're doing i actually don't think i could do it and she's a very educated intelligent smart woman that i rely on as uh somebody for to help me in my mental health journey and to her to say that it was like she i was like oh i never thought about myself in that way like i just thought i was a failure and i wasn't good at anything And I was like, no, we all have strengths and weaknesses. We have to take the time to discover what it is that truly makes our heartbeat. And that's different for each person. And for me, discovering that was a huge pivotal turning point in my life. Um, So discovering what it is and recognizing that within our own struggles and pains, there are positive things even within those. We just need to take the time to really focus in on those things, identify what they are and leverage them. We're all dealt a hand of cards when we start this life and we have to play with them to the best of our ability.
0: And so did your um did your diagnosis really come out of your um uh, your uh, your healing from addictions and things like that? Was that where they went, oh, actually? yes you've got the you know yes you um rely on drugs you rely on alcohol and stuff like that but the the crux of it is that you have these underlying issues that you you need to really be managing um to help you with the drugs alcohol etc etc and all the other things
1: so there's life circumstances things in life happen that can exacerbate uh you know a certain condition um for me like when I was out of high school, like I wanted to get as far away from my family as possible. Um, how because of just how bad that situation was. But yeah. um, for me, I was like, I'm gonna absolve myself of all these terrible things that I grew up with and what I have. I'm gonna get rid of my depression, I'm gonna get rid of my my polar sword, I'm gonna do it by joining the army. They're gonna make me into a man. And like I was like, this is gonna fix all my problems and make them go away. Wow. And that did that did not happen oh. the way I had I had planned it to. <laughs> It it did. Yeah. It was like, I would, I would do it all over again. I mean, that was an amazing experience. Um, you know, I had a lot to offer. It really taught me more about myself than anything. Um, but what I got from that, what I learned when, when I came away from that was that bipolar disorder major, like these, these medical conditions are, they require lifelong treatment. Uh, they don't just go, they just don't magically go away on their own. And I might be okay for a year or two years or a few months, but it can just happen where you snap and everything just crumbles. And that's what happened to me like several times. Where yeah. I stopped taking the Medicaid where I was like, I, I rejected my reality. I was like, I don't want this. I don't want this label. I don't want to be called crazy. And I can stop it. I can overcome it. I just need to toughen it out.
0: Just need yeah. to tough it out.
1: And every time I tried that, it just landed me in the same place of looking out through a window in a hospital, wondering wow. like if I'll ever if I'll if I'll ever be okay. Just like over and over wow. again. I could and I just remember that. I just remember how many like I lost count of how many times just being in the hospital and, looking out a walk in the window.
0: And that was like due to your unacceptance of the diagnosis, really. So because, uh, because of external factors, labelling it as you're crazy, you're this, you're that. And so external people, factors, um, stereotypes as such, had labelled you as this, right? And you were like, I don't want to be that. And so yeah. you decided, right, well, I'll, I will control this. I am going to be like off the meds and that's it, which was not an effective way of managing it, basically. But you found <laughs> that out several times over. However, yeah. um, and then, and so you've, and I'm assuming you've accepted your superpower now. Let's face it, you know. Yes. Spider-Man, Superman, and all of those people, they had to accept that they could climb buildings and do all of that. So you had to accept your superpower. And and so you've turned this into a
1: positive. I have, I have. And to your point, every Batman needs a Robin, right? Exactly. You can't do it, we can't we can't do it all in We need people in our corner. We need people we can, we need allies, right? We need allies, people that will have our back. And also recognize that not everybody is going to have your back. Not everybody is going to understand. Not everybody is going to listen and be like, um, yeah, this is okay, or this is not okay. Like, you can't please everybody, but um, bringing awareness to the issue of what this is and that um, people that that do struggle with mental illness can still be uh, productive citizens and have a lot to offer to this world is the more important message. And I speak for the people that don't have the strength or didn't have the support that they needed, because I'm a part of them. That's part of who I am. And I'm not going to reject that anymore. I've accepted that and I'm not ashamed. I've let go of that notion. Be. You yeah. shouldn't
0: be. You've you've produced a fantastic human being. Um and um and and you you're an entrepreneur, right? You're out there, you're doing positive stuff. So look, how did you? how did you deal with your acceptance and then making it into a positive how did how did you actually overcome it cuz cuz i'm wondering if there's people listening to this podcast who are like yeah 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 that's okay but like whatever you had x y and z i haven't got that right um so yeah what what did you do
1: so the people we surround ourselves with extremely important right yeah uh if you surround yourself with people who um do healthy have good habits do good things um that's going to impact your life right you're going to be surrounded by people and most likely you're going to do what they're going to be doing as well Um, the other thing is accepting that uh this condition these types of conditions like they need to be treated and people need to not keep them inside they need to speak out and i think that uh, especially in the medical field, like um, psychologists, doctors like they oftentimes get like a bad association with them like the term shrink, right? Yeah. Um, I don't I hate that term. like if you were to start a business and you could either do it on your own or you had the option to have a business advisor who has 30 years of experience and has grown businesses successfully, would you choose to have that business advisor or just do it on your by yourself?
0: You'd have the business advisor it would be a no-brainer
1: a no-brainer right uh but there are people who are like because the equivalent of that is having a doctor or psychologist they are your business advisor for your physical and mental health but there are still people that there's that stigma right that there's there's like oh this is somebody's excuse this is made up in their head they just need to work harder right they 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 can't perceive the idea of an invisible wound, that these are wounds that are in us that can't be seen, but they're real. They're too proud, arrogant. um,
0: Everyone, 100% of people have been through trauma. Different extents of it, admittedly, right? But everyone has experienced trauma in their childhood, right? In different varying levels, right? And it's as a child, right? My experience has been, and I've interviewed a lot of people, over the over the two years that I've done that. My experience has been that because we're children, right? We don't understand. We need somebody to help us, to guide us, to uh confirm that what we're feeling and the traumatic situations that we're dealing with are okay, are normal, right? Okay. And this is how we, you know, it's okay to feel angry, it's okay to do X, Y, and Z, right? And how you would deal with that in a situation. And because if a child, if you're a child and you don't have that person to lead you journey or whatever, right, then you're going to deal with it however you deal with it as a child, right? Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes we blow it out of proportion or whatever. And my view is this is my view for what it's worth. Sorry, out there, listeners, but like my view is. Everyone needs therapy. Everyone should go to therapy at least once in their life, right? Because there are things that have happened that, one, you haven't dealt with really well that you may be holding on to that you, that may be affecting how your life journey then continues, right? I've been in therapy twice, right? Two stints of three years, right? It's done me the world are good, because it gave me somebody else to talk to and talk through what I was dealing with and I didn't necessarily understand. Um, And they had qualifications and they've studied it and they'd studied people who'd studied stuff. And so therefore it's about them helping and teaching and guiding me through the difficult stuff that I just didn't understand. And I'm assuming (laughs) it's what you did as well
1: exactly it's it was just it was such a change when I had somebody not just in my corner but could explain to me it was like having a mirror it's like having that mirror to show that mirror didn't just show me externally it showed the inside of me what was going on it helped me to see within myself um which is not always easy to do right we just we have ourselves but uh oftentimes especially like for me um, I don't realize things sometimes till later on. I just I'm just stuck in my own head, right? Um yeah. So having having that ally, that person to guide you. I mean, the best preventative they'd say the best healthcare is preventative care, right? If you can, you know, have a doctor or somebody in your corner, you should absolutely have that person in your life because they help you get through this. Just like a business advisor would help make sure your business success is successful, and you want a successful life, so. It's and smart let's face to do. it
0: we're human beings right we ain't evolved that far from when we were living in caves all right it's only been that's a right. few thousand years so I sort of go right. um we've got a lot more evolving to do and so we're still back in that cave fighting and flying and freezing and whatever else we're doing which in today's society because we've moved so quickly um is maybe not the best option
1: maybe not. yeah that's that's such a great uh point yeah i I really like that it's it's really true we haven't really uh we haven't been here on this world this that that long and uh you know we're we're adapting we're evolving very quickly um yeah but still not that much different from when we started
0: no and if we don't bloody sort it out we won't be here for much longer but anyway that's a whole (laughs) different rabbit hole that we don't want to go down and,
1: and to that that point, Claire, like even the brightest and most brilliant, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, they couldn't do it all on their own. They no. all needed people. They all needed people. They all needed support. Even the best and the brightest, the most healthy. Um, and the 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 also the strongest get knocked down too. Mike Tyson, yeah. Muhammad Ali, the best of the best. Everybody gets knocked down, but it's yeah. about getting get, getting back up and yeah. remembering that you no know, how no matter how tough things get. That there is a light at the end of the tunnel and to not give up and to keep going.
0: And all these people are human beings. I mean, you know, like you've just mentioned, right? The Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, um, the Steve Jobs, and all of those sort of people, right? They're human beings, right? They are made of an, they're a bag of cells, right? At the end of the day that are wandering around this earth, okay? And we put these people on pedestals, right? because of the money and the and initiatives and but these are people that uh elon musk i'm not sure like i don't know uh is he autistic <laughs> this is so bad because it's going to go out there in the world right <laughs> but i think is he autistic or Asperger's or like
1: I've, yes he, he he came out on Asperger, uh, saturday night live asperger's, aspergers. yeah
0: exactly Aspie, he did, right he did,
1: he did, he did yeah, he, he did say that publicly on Saturday Night Live.
0: That's okay. Thank God for that. Right? Yeah, so I there we go, I right? Was,
1: I think that was, that was great that he, he owned it and he came out and said it. And uh, he's a great example of using uh, that superpower like we had talked about, right? Taking what exactly. we have and finding the good in it and extracting that and using it for something positive
0: exactly loads of entrepreneurs that are out there have adhd right so loads of them because and it's you know it's that focus on what they want what they enjoy what they're passionate about um and so you know all the, we we shouldn't stigmatize right everyone is a human being it is everyone is is worthy worthy must i'm oh end of the week for me so my brain's not working today <laughs> but like everyone is you know it, it's they deserve to be on this earth. It's a miracle that everyone is on this earth. We mm-hmm. should get it. And I was talking to somebody the other day saying that we should get away from religions and colours and creeds and, you know, money and all of those sort of things. We're all human beings, right? We should be yes. one nation, one world. Mm-hmm. Not okay. So I'm not preaching and I'm definitely not going anywhere. But, you know, I just, I you know, I I meet so many fantastic human beings every single day. Um who are struggling, who don't think they're good enough, and all of the issues that you've just described, um, Avi. And basically, um, you know, and I just sit there and go, you're awesome, you're great, such a – it's so lucky for you to be here and to, you know, so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, there we go. That's my Friday (laughs) Friday boost for everyone. Um, But, no, so look – so – you had this diagnosis. You accepted it, all right You then. So, how did you then grow? How did you how did you nurture what you had discovered into now into what you're doing now?
1: I have, um, and I recommend everybody do this: find somebody that you can talk to as a mentor, or at the very least, for guidance to give you ideas. Because for a long time I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Like I was, I just spent so much time trying to figure out what is that thing that I want to do, right? Because that's so important. Without having your why, if we don't have our why in life, we don't, we don't, we need ha- we need to have meaning and purpose. And, and how did
0: you so- get to your why, right? Because I sit here at yeah. my age going, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm 51, yeah. right? And yeah. like there's things I enjoy. So I've still carried on doing them, right? But how do you get to your why? Because I hear this said a lot right? We need to, and we, and there's, and people do a lot of different things, right? Because they jump around. So how did you get to your why? I'm interested to find out.
1: Yeah, it came through a lot of failure, actually. Um, Failure is part of the process of learning and achieving success and through trial and error. So we should look at failure as a learning opportunity rather than a threat. It's a lesson that serves us well. And the lesson that enables us to grow. Uh, so we should never feel bad for ourselves for failing, right? But it is oftentimes, society puts it as like, oh, you're a failure, this is bad, you're a failure, right? But actually, it it's all about the perspective of how we look at it. So for me, I it was 2019 and I had spent the past few years trying to build up an e-commerce business and the pandemic hit and it just went down the drain. Everything I worked wow. for, um, just like ended. And but when I did that, I found somebody as a mentor as a bit we started off as a business advisor and then became more of a mentor. Um, and he just gave me an ideas like, hey, you should check out publishing. I don't know. it looks like a good model. And I just I, I just looked at it quickly and then I was like, I was really interested in it. and then I just ran with it. Wow. And I was like, I was like, I love this. This is something that I'm passionate about. I have an interest in it's personally meaningful to me it allows me to own my past and i can monetize it that is where it's at that is what i think each of us should strive for to find that thing right it's it's that saying right if you enjoy what you're doing if you enjoy what you do you'll never work a day in your life and for me i found one of those things right so that is one of my eggs that is one of my my babies these things that I have a that I work on right and that became a very successful project for me and it's something that I've been working on since March of 2020 um and it so explain to me
0: about the pub explain to me about the publishing because you said publishing right but like people might be going well what what is that then what does that mean
1: yeah so there's different like uh, roots of like different things, but uh, in terms of like how to approach that, but like self publishing is just once you want to be an author of a book. um And so you have to figure out what it is that you want to write about. Um, and that needs to be something you know very well, a subject you know very well, or at least have a strong interest in. For me, that was parenting. And then I did the research and I started looking into different topics. Oh, I want to do. want to talk about um, divorce, positive mindset, friendship, transparency, uh, dynamic parenting, uh, raising children to be leaders, so many things, right. And then I, I, I took the time, I really got into it, and treated it like a business, and grew it. And it was a lot of work, but I enjoyed it. And it was like, first time I was a business owner. And so, uh, doing that, it was not always easy, but very meaningful to me. And it became a profitable project. And, and so did
0: you, did you set aside time every, so when you said you, uh, you looked at it as a business, did you set aside time every day and said, right, I'm going to spend two hours on this every single day. This is my yep. focus. This is what I'm going to do. And then I can do everything else
1: yeah. yeah, and the, the most the first place that I started was I had to actually learn how to do self publishing, and I found somebody for that. That there's a number of great courses out there, um, and I t- I found somebody who is really popular on YouTube, and I just studied every he gave was giving out his information for free. Awesome human being, he just wanted to help people, um, and I took it really seriously, and I like followed everything he did to a um, I later on became a student of his program. Um, And I started my own business because of him. Um, And I'm extremely proud of that. And I can look on Amazon and be like, wow, look what I've created. Look at how many parents I've I've helped. I've helped. And that just feels so good to me. Um, There's like no greater.
0: And so, well, no, 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 exactly. I was going to say, just that's why I started this, right? This podcast was to help people, right? It was to give people hope to say single parenting is hard, right? But like there are people out there who agree it's hard. They're not on Instagram posting all this fantastic, like, image of their fantastic life, right? They're going, it is hard. I need some tips that I've, like, learned, and this is yeah. what I did, and hopefully it'll help somebody. That's why I did it.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I um, I also started another project called All-Star Parent. That's a Substack parenting newsletter, and that came from uh from one of the co-founders, and we created that, as a resource to help parents single parents and uh parents that are just like struggling and need information quickly because as parents we have very limited time so we took like the the best like podcasts like this one and we break them down into five five minute uh summaries right so parents can get quick answers to any issues you know any uh anything related to like uh discipline discipline dieting um pregnancy playtime. Negative thinking, bad habits, um, pretty much everything, all things parenting. We just make it really accessible and easy.
0: So, where do people get that from? Because that sounds like awesome.
1: Sounds like an awesome resource. Resource that we should know about. It is. So, it's called uh, All Star Parent, and you can get there by going to allstarparent.substack.com, Um, and I'll send you a link for it too. Um, yeah, I'll put it in the bio. That, that's a phenomenal resource. I couldn't possibly cover like all of those authority figures, yeah. but just to just to name a few, uh Dr. Lisa DeMoore, Dr. Elisa Pressman, um Debbie Reber, Dr. Martha, Dr. Becky Lynn Lyons, um just a few of like the parenting authority figures we cover um in their podcasts and like they're the best of the best. We curate each one individually. We uh, are very selective with which ones we we cover. Um but we do a broad range. So we're just an expanding library resource. And it's very easy and quick to look through our content to find the answers that parents need. Because that was like, that came out of our own frustration from needing a quick answer, right? So that's how that was born. And it's a phenomenal parenting resource.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So we've got, we'll put that in the actual blurbs, the podcast blurbs, so people can click on that and it can go there. So, okay. So so you've done the, you've done those. Two. So you've written how many books have you written? I'm just trying to think. Like loads. Uh,
1: so there's there's 31 and then three uh, book series. Oh, it's so like 30. God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And this is the thing, right? All because you've got this superpower energy to write that yeah. so I, I haven't even written one. It's Like I, I don't I can't think of the worst <laughs> thing in my life to do is write a book. Yeah. I'd love to, but this is why I do the podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm. <laughs> And that's awesome, right? And that the whole thing, right? It's it's different for each one of us, what, what it is that 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 we want to do that gives us meaning and makes us feel yeah. good. You know, yeah. it's different for every person. And so um it, it's a life is a journey, it's a discovery and, and finding what those things are. And they may not come right away, but the more we put ourselves out there, um, the more opportunities we'll find.
0: And do you know what it's quite funny it, when you say that it's it is quite funny because I find that there are things that I've put out into the world, out into the ether. I've written stuff down, or I've uh, set myself a goal and said, "Right, this year I'm going to do X," or, or I've set myself. Um, I've written a list of things that I want my life to look like, right? And I'm not sure whether you've done something similar to that, but like, and then, and then I've like sat there and I've gone, "Ah, oh. first year, nothing much happened. Maybe one thing happened on it. Second year." maybe a couple of things, maybe a few people came into my life that were able to influence it. And I'm thinking namely about my, like, I wrote probably two, three years ago what I wanted my job to look like. And there, I had specific details, right, because I have a seven-year-old, I'm a single mum, I live 40 minutes out of the city, right, so there were various different things that I didn't want to be doing, like driving an hour into work or whatever, right. COVID hit, I'm working from home. Um, I've got a podcast like there was it's it's, there's been so many things that have just I've put it out there and then they've just happened over the last two or three years Um, and I sit here now going wow okay all of these things that I pushed out into the world they don't happen immediately they have to have have time to permutate and cogitate and like I don't know grow right but yeah so I've sort of sitting in a position where I've got well, maybe not the million dollars that I need, but I've got almost everything that I need that might be coming in the next couple of years. you never know right? I don't know where it's yeah. coming from, but you know <laughs> this is what I want, right but um That's what it's about. but yeah, so you just don't know um okay, cool, awesome. I've just changed the subject completely <laughs> there so that was yeah. always good. um so how do you it, what else do you actually so you've got the books you are doing the newsletter what and you, you do public speaking as well
1: yeah yeah so i'm also a public speaker um I actually speak on mental health um more geared towards like uh organizations and education um high schools middle schools um that's kind of my ideal audience uh for my for my speech uh but you know i my whole thing is i help losers discover the champion within themselves that is what i'm about right because that is the crux and the essence of of my childhood it's like i was that loser that had felt like i had nothing that i had nothing to live for that i had nothing going for me and i want those people to know those people that felt like that i've felt like when i was that kid that you're not you have yeah. purpose you have you have meaning you can achieve business success you can find happiness you can not only find meaning but also thrive in life um there there are so many good things that you have to offer if you just take the time uh to discover those things that you're meant to do
0: yeah and yeah one and of those I-
1: things for me is speaking.
0: And, and it's and it, but it's mindset as well, isn't it? Though it's like it's your internal conversations. So, what are your internal conversations to you that you use?
1: There's there's a there's a bunch of different ones, and it's like you said, it's the mindset, right? So Henry Ford, um, car maker, he said, "Whether you whether you believe you can or can't, you're right." And that's yeah. such a powerful, it's such a powerful quote, because it, it is directly correlated to the mindset, right? And oftentimes, like, I'm not a cheery person. And like, if I'm having a bad day, I'm just going to feel really pessimistic. And I'm going to be like, nothing's working. This is, and, and that's okay. Those days I throw in the, throw in the, the garbage or dump them. And then I, I start over for the next day, right. In a better place. Um, so being aware of that mindset, like we have to be in a good mindset to be able to do those things, to have everything laid out. And like, so there's different ways that I go about doing that. Um, and one of the blueprints that, that I go by is, uh, so Walt Disney, he, uh, he said, all the adversity I've faced in my life, all my obstacles and troubles have strengthened me. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. And Greg Reed further reinforced this idea by stating, a dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. A plan backed by action makes your dreams come true.
0: And that's right. So true, so true. And that's that's Um, exactly
1: what you just described that you did for your podcast. It doesn't happen overnight. Oh God it, it no just doesn't, it doesn't. it never does. The only but, the only time that happens overnight is if you hit the lottery, which yeah. you know, odds are it's not gonna happen.
0: I would like so. my million bucks to come from somewhere. I don't really care where, right? <laughs> I just and I've got things that I need to spend it on, right? But like, yeah. um, yeah, I think the lottery is gonna be the last bloody place it comes from. But you know, yeah. hey ho, it's all right, we can Hope for the easy way, but somehow life doesn't chuck you the easy way, does it? No, no, that's fair enough. And, but you're right. And I think it's how do you deal with like with the manic depressive or the, I say manic, it's not manic, is it really? It's like the major depressive episodes. Do you actually, do you feel an onset of them? Does it, do you, I mean, I don't know if it's any different now because if you, is it, like because you take the medication, mm-hmm. um, you don't. There's not an onset. I mean, I don't really know how it works, because I don't. I don't suffer from the diagnosis that you've had. But like, um, how do you? Is it? Is it just that you need to sit in that, or is it that you? There's um, ways that you work through it or change it into a positive, as such.
1: It's a, it's a combination of different things, and I, the way I know this is, I actually have to take the time to stop and reflect and think about myself and how I'm feeling. And prior to like how I'm feeling now, like I have to actually like use kind of reference points in my mind to figure it out. And what I do know as a fact for me is, um, so I take Depakote, I take um, Seroquel, I take uh, Propanolol and I take Doxepin and all these things help treat my bipolar disorder type one. And my major depressive disorder, and that that feeling from those medications balances out like the chemical imbalance I have in my brain, and it leads me it leads me to feeling very grounded. If I don't take, and this is like, forget like external situations in life, right? Yeah. If we're just talking solely about those and like nothing eventful happens, I feel more grounded as a person, a lot more grounded, right? My thoughts are fluid. I'm grounded I feel in control of myself emotionally um if I don't take any medication it's like my mind is running a hundred miles an hour wow and I'm I'm like I've got like an, a flood like I'm just flooded with thoughts like yeah like like to a point that it's uncomfortable yeah and it's like I'm trying to tame like this madness and I can't and that's and all
0: happening internally though as well, isn't it? So it's, that's it, it it's is. just your overload like,
1: and you're yeah. trying to control it. I'm trying to control it. And I just I want to shut it off or just to calm calm things down because I can't even sleep like when I, when I get wow. like that, right? Yeah. Um, but then external forces in life can also influence those things, right? If something really good happens or I have an amazing day, that can that can transpire as mania, right? with like a huge spike in energy which can be like like really really good but also could be really really bad right um because when somebody's experiencing mania like that they can make really bad decisions so it's important the medications help me keep myself in check yeah right it helps calm me down it keeps me balanced even in those peak times when external Situations in life influence, right? Because life is life, and things happen, right? Yeah. And those things do do affect me as a person. But the medication does still help. Yeah, And, yeah. and it's important. It's important that I do it because, like I had said before, I tried to tough it out, and it just does not work. Yeah, I've tried it enough times to know that it's for life, and it's important that we accept that. And that's okay. There's nothing yeah. to be ashamed, ashamed about at all.
0: No, exactly right. Because look at all the things that you have achieved, right? That's that. That's the whole thing. So, look. Um, do you have any advice to anyone who is feeling what you've just described, or is has been diagnosed recently um, with any of these sort of conditions? Like, is there any advice that you want to give them? Like, one, keep the medications going. I, is my assumption right yeah, um absolutely. and to get help right get a mentor get somebody that you can speak to right who you can um do you know if you're you're going through an overload or or whatever that you can actually just impart that information out to somebody who understands um and can assist and help you but is there anything else that you haven't touched on that might help people
1: um i think it was like to your point claire that um it's so for each person right it's time it it heals all and i believe in that and i know that over time like the avi 10 years ago was not as strong was not as resilient i've as you as i've gotten older i have become like time has not only healed me but has also made me more resilient things that i couldn't have handled 10 years ago i can handle now more better just because of going through life and getting older and wiser and so with that said anybody's susceptible to mental illness it can happen oh. and it's important to recognize it do not reject it find somebody anybody to talk to never be ashamed to ask for the support you need and don't ever stop searching until you find your ultimate purpose in life yeah. we all have we all have one we just need to take the time to discover what it is that makes our heart beat and to find meaning in life and there we're we're all meant to be good at something yeah And I can say that from my experience that going from a place of where I felt hopeless and that I was nothing to, I actually am somebody that has a lot to offer this world. I actually am really intelligent. My doctor said so, like I can, like I have a lot of good things we all do. And if you're listening, that applies to you too. Yeah. And don't do this on your own. Yeah. Don't do it on your own. Nobody can not even, you know, uh, all the money in the world could not save Steve jobs. It happened no. to him. And, you know, it, it can happen to anybody, um, physical illness, mental illness, like yeah, these things need to be treated and taken seriously and their life can still be happy and meaningful, even if it's not perfect, or we have something that's holding us back, limiting us. We can overcome that adversity and the strongest and most successful people in the world almost always go through extreme adversity.
0: Exactly, and I'm gonna uh, like, and and with what you said, right? Like, it may not be perfect, right? Nah, no lie, nobody's life. And I will state this here and now, right? Nobody's life is perfect, even though from the outside it might seem perfect. It is so not perfect. Um, you're only seeing what they want you to see, basically. So Insta and Facey and all of those things, um, yeah, they're just—it's a window into a room in their life. And then all the other rooms are like full of chaos, full of hecticness. And this is just the room that's been neat and tidy and nobody goes into, right? So, um, yeah, no, I agree with you. And it's so important, so important that if you are feeling depressed or um, anxious or um, overwhelmed, right, it's so important to share that with somebody because it's not, you shouldn't have to take that on board yourself, um, it is just going, hey, even if it's just saying, hey, I really can't deal with stuff at the moment, then that might just start the conversation. And it's not a weakness. I don't see you like, Arvi, I, I speak to you, right? Your ex army, all of the things you've done. All right. And I go, I don't see you as a weak person. You're not, a, you know, I don't see that what you've been through is weak. I just see it as um, a struggle that you've overcome because of your strength right it's you know just dealing with life
1: and to your point Claire and this is one of the things I talk about uh in when I speak is changing your narrative right what is the narrative we're taught where what, what lens are we viewing our life through are we solely focused on all our failures are we uh, if we can't ever appreciate the victories even if they're minor we won't be able to use that motivation as momentum to continue propelling us forward to our goal, towards our goals and aspirations. So it's yeah. so important that we make sure that the narrative we're telling ourselves suits us and benefits us because we all deserve and are worthy of having a good narrative of our life and that we are set up to, and destined to do great things in this world.
0: And And also our narrative, might not be the narrative of the people around us I've had interesting conversations this week regarding um people who have gone oh I thought I was x and other people have said I'm y right and I'm like awesome at x y and z right and you go well yeah I can see that but then the person who they are we're like Sort of surprised that other people saw them in that light, right? And you go, well, no, because it's their own internal interpretation of who they are that isn't the same as what other people are receiving from them.
1: Exactly. And I want to make a good point about what you just said about that, which is that to pay attention to people around you, even if you're close to them or not close to them, if they mention something that they notice about you that is positive. Pay super close attention to that and leverage the hell out of it. Do not be proud. Do not be too humble that you mm. don't pursue that. For me, that was people telling me that I inspired them when I speak. And for a long time, I was like, oh, stop it. Like, you know, I was very humble. And, but I didn't take it seriously until yeah. a colleague of mine in 2021 told me, Avi, you can be a speaker. You can do this and i was like you're right i can do this i am gonna do this and i made that push that i needed and the only regret i have is i wish i had started sooner and i sooner. wasn't so humble when people told me it was people that weren't even friends with me people that maybe i wasn't even that close with at work they were like avi you inspire people like words just come to me i know i know that it's a part of the fabric in my dna it's in me i'm supposed to do it and when i try to reject it." i feel like pain like i feel like emptiness and i'm just reminded that i'm being redirected to like you are supposed to do this pursue this keep going there you'll know your body will tell you pay attention to those things because we all have things we're good at
0: yeah yeah everybody i wish i had a filter that's all i wish (laughs) there's stuff that come out of my mouth and I go, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Or I think I'm saying it a certain way and other people then interpret it another way. So I wish I had a filter, but (laughs) this is me at the end of the day. And I've always said, you know, it's black and white. This is what I am. Adele can get away with it, with her singing and being all like, you know, matter of fact and stuff. So same with Robbie Williams. I know they're both English and I'm English, but, you know, I'm trying to think of an American-like situation and scenario. They they just talk what they think. Um, But I can't think of one. Um, Thank you for coming on this um, podcast episode because podcast whatever what i see it's friday i can't think i need more coffee or something i think <laughs> yeah. um no but thank you for coming on this because i think it's really important to to just talk about subjects like this get it out there and get people actually thinking about it going and looking at resources and various different other things like that and just knowing that there is help out there and other people have been through these sort of situations um Avi, how do people, if people want to actually speak to
1: you, how do they get in touch with you? The best way to reach me, I'm, I'm active on LinkedIn. Um, I can give you a link for that, but it's just my name, Avi Wolfson. Yeah. Um, and I should name, be the first. Name. I have to say,
0: I, I love your name. But
1: anyway, carry quite fun, on. <laughs> quite fond of yours. <laughs> uh, Mine's uh, yeah, just
0: a just... first name, first name. It's like rubbish, <laughs> like Claire Martin, right? It's first name, first name. But that's yeah. very confusing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just my first name, last name, Avi space Wolfson, I should be the first person on LinkedIn, but also send you a link. That's the best way. uh, If you have just want to talk or have an idea, you want to collaborate, message me, I'll talk to anybody uh, always looking to connect with like minded people and uh, happy to connect and see how I can help or we can help each other in any way.
0: No that would be awesome that's cool that's cool i'll put everything down in the actual details so look i have one final question for you and i'm gonna i'm interested to see what you're going to answer with this one so look what was a piece of advice that somebody gave you that you still use to this
1: day i would say uh embrace what you hate um this wow. is something somebody said to me a long time ago, and I really have taken a lot of time to think about that because I think my opinions about what that means have shifted a lot. Okay. Within within each of us, there are, there are, there are aspects of us, our identity, that we either like or we don't like, and I think. What's important is that we confront those things, right? For a long time growing up, I, I I, suppressed those things, right? And I think most people do through adulthood. And we have these things about us that we don't like. Maybe it's a card we were dealt with, whatever it may be. We should take the time to really understand ourselves, having a self-awareness, and really go after those things because if i didn't i would not be speaking to you right now because Mm. i'm i'm actually a very quiet introverted person um and but within me i know that i'm somebody important that i have something i have an important message i have a purpose that i have a reason for being and i took that time because I remember how easily embarrassed I was when I was younger. And when I confronted that, like really, really confronted that, I was able to go to like an opposite extreme where I'm not embarrassed anymore. I don't need to hide who I am. I am who I am. I have a bipolar disorder. I have a major depressive disorder. And I'm saying that and I don't care if people don't like that or don't believe me or whatever it may be, because I'm not there for them. I have a higher purpose. We all have a higher purpose. And I think that's one of the things that's given me the most meaning in life. When I and started to embrace the part of me that the parts of me that I rejected the most, and yeah. came to an ex- acceptance and really confronted them.
0: Wow, no, that's that's an awesome piece of advice. I'm gonna have to look into that a little bit more myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I like I I understand that, and there's sometimes I sit there and I look back at oh, dare I say it, I look back like 25 years ago and I think about all of the things that I hated about who I was or what I was doing and stuff like that. And I go, what was my problem? Like I was having an awesome life. I was awesome. You know, I was kicking goals in X, Y, and Z. But obviously just at that point in time wasn't enough. Thank God I'm now old and I don't care about any of that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Well, I do, but like, and there are goals that I have, right? But they're different and it's not such i'm not so driven chasing the goals that i had in my 20s or my 30s and i think you know we all we all change we all evolve but you know i still want to be successful in certain areas and stuff like that but they're not i don't put so much weight on them now and i don't i don't put who i am on those like on work or, or on things like that that's not who i am as a person um Wow, what? um, Well, that's got me thinking. That'll be my homework (laughs) for the weekend, um, is to look at what I hate and embrace it and give it a hug. Wow! Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, Rv. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm getting you back on. Awesome. (laughs) Because we need to. We we've got other things we need to talk about. But look, thank you so much for today, giving us your time and. Yeah, people, go to the Amazon websites, find Avi's books, and um, see see what there is out there. Cool, look, thanks.
1: Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's been truly an honour to speak with you.
0: Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you would like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes, as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments, and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content you want to hear just like this. If you want to check out our past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources, and show notes, Go to our website www.strongsingleandhuman.com We are also on all the usual social media platforms Insta, Facey and Twitter I hope you have a wonderful week And I hope to see you back here again soon Be kind to yourself and remember No one is perfect We're all just putting one foot in front of the other And doing our best I'm Claire Martin, and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.